your Bibles with you this morning, uh, turn with me to Matthew chapter 14, uh, Matthew chapter 14, and um, today, uh, to start out our, our topic and our discussion today, I want to look at a uh, story that's very familiar to us. Um, I know I preached it not too long ago, I'm not sure exactly when, um, but that's when Jesus walked on water um, and came to the disciples as they were there in the boat. I know back in the summer, uh, we touched on this story on our Sunday evening Bible studies um, when we were in John chapter 6, but today we'll hear Matthew chapter 14, um, We're starting here in verse 22 in a second. Um, and leading up to this, we know that, that Christ and his disciples, they were going through their ministry, the multitudes had grown. Um, and that same day, uh, the uh, multitude had grown to a point, and they were listening to Christ's teachings, uh, that they were hungry, and Christ fed the 5,000. And so immediately after that event of feeding the 5,000, um, Christ sent the disciples out into the waters on a boat, and he went up into the mountain. Um, and that's where we find ourselves here in verse 22 of Matthew 14. And Matthew writes this today. It says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he set, sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the winds was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee unto the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the winds, when boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore doest thou doubt? And when they were come unto the ship, the wind ceased. And they were in the ship come and worshipped worshiped him, saying of truth, thou art the Son of God. Let us pray today. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you today. Thank you again for bringing us together Thank you for those joining us in person and online today. And we just ask, Lord, that your spirit be amongst us to speak to our hearts today in troubled times in this country and the storms that we're all facing. Lord, open up the scriptures and open up our hearts. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. As we look at the text today, um, I was thinking this week of everything that was going on in our country and everything that was going around us. Um, and many of us are facing storms in our lives today. And, and as a country, I believe, we're facing a storm in our country and in, our, in this time and age. Um, but as I reflect on this story this week that, that came to mind, I was thinking on how the disciples had went in the boat and how tired that they had must have been. 
Um, you know, they, if you've ever been part of a large event, and I, I know this is a little bit different, but we can somewhat relate. If you've ever been part of a large event, and there's a lot of people and there's a lot of need and you're just kind of running about trying to take care of things. I mean, they're there. They were uh, with Christ when the, the feeding of the 5,000 happened. We kind of can see what was going on. And you can just imagine how tired that they were. And, and just being in ministry it can be very tiring. And amongst all of this, they were sent out into the boat. And you would think that they would finally find, hey, we've broken away from the multitude. We've broken away of what everything is going on. We're now going to have peace. We're going to have quiet. We're going to be able to sleep. We're going to be able to rest a little bit. Even Christ himself went up into the mountains to pray by himself. Everything is going to be all right. And I thought this week uh, on how ironic it may have been, and I don't know if any of you thought that as we entered a new year, maybe things were going to be different as we started a new year. And we had we were very optimistic of the vaccine, and I think we still are, but we were optimistic of maybe what the country may or may not go through. And then if you had anything, watched anything on the news, I mean, every day this week has just been discouraging to our hearts. And uh, even though that we thought that there may be a little bit of a, a fresh, uh, breath of fresh air, um, things that the winds of life and the winds just beat down on us this week. I don't know if you're like, like I am and experiencing everything that was going through. But I, I think about as the disciples were sitting there in the boat and as, as it began to, the nightfall began to set in and the storm began to roll in, and they began to battle that storm in the boat. It says the winds were blowing contrary. It was blowing on the side of the boat. And they were tossed to and fro, back and forth, in the waters the boat was. And I could just imagine how exhausting that had to be. It was pitch dark and the thunder and the rain and the, and the winds. And it says that Christ saw them while they were in the storm. Christ knew exactly what they were going through. And I speak to that today to know no matter what we go through in life, no matter what the storms of life that we face, Christ knows exactly where we're at today. Don't think that Christ doesn't know what we're going through in this country. Don't think that Christ doesn't know what's going on in our personal life. Christ knows, he sees that his spirit was sent to be with us and he lives within inside of us. And Christ knows the difficulties that we experience. But I, I, I could just imagine as they were crying out to the Lord in that night. And now think about this. This wasn't the first time they had experienced storms in their life, uh, physical storms in that aspect. It wasn't too long before this that the storm had rolled in when Christ was asleep in the boat. And they woke him and asked him to, to, to help them. And he spoke peace and the, the storm was calm. But this time Christ wasn't with them. And they cried out. And I could just imagine in all of the darkness and all of the, the raging and the winds and the storm, and if you've ever been outside in the dark when there's a thunderstorm going on, you just get this glimpse of lightning and everything just lights up just real briefly and it goes dark again. And it lights up real quick and it goes dark again. And I could just imagine as that is happening, they're seeing Christ walking towards them at a distance. It's dark, but they can just see a glimpse. It said they thought it was a spirit at first, but they just get a glimpse until they realize who he was as he began to speak and he began to get close. I look at that in our lives of everything that's going on today. We are facing storms, and I know many of us in, in our personal lives are facing storms. 
uh, with the virus, it, it has impacted our, our way of life still today. It, it's almost been a year. Uh, it's affected the way that we worship, the way that we work, the way that we gather, the way that our holidays were constructed, the way that we come together and celebrate, and the, the way that we encourage one another. It's affecting every one of us, and it can be discouraging. It can be discouraging physically for those of us that, that may experience it in our families or personally to have the virus. It's discouraging when loved ones we know may pass away from the virus. And, and just on top of just the, the regular battles that we go through every day, the storms in life can be depressing, it can be discouraging, it can bring us down. And amongst all of that, what we see in our country going on, all of that is discouraging today. May we be of encouraged to know that we have the faith that the Lord is with us. As he was there, it may be difficult to see, but just these little glimpses, they began to understand Christ was with them as he walked on the water to them. Now, Christ is with us today. We may not always, and we talked about a couple weeks ago, you know, things may be going great on the weekend. We come to the house of the Lord. Monday starts, and reality sets in, and everything comes on us, and we don't feel as joyful as we did the day before. Reality's going to set in tomorrow. Reality's going to set in this week. But Christ is still there. As we pray and we call out to him, and it's just that glimpse of light and darkness, as we've talked about, of Christ being the light of the world in our candlelight service last week. It's just that glimpse of light and darkness to know that God's presence is still near to us today. When we think about faith and the faith that we have in the Lord, may we not forget of what Christ had done for us in the past. Think about these disciples and everything they've went through. And if you joined us on our Sunday evening Bible studies in the last year, we have saw not only the miracles of Christ, but we saw the growth of faith of the disciples. From week to week as we studied through Mark, we saw all the things the disciples were questioning and asking and all their concerns back, I believe it was Mark chapter 4 or 5, we saw where Christ sent them out by twos to go minister, kind of their first little missionary journey to go minister and to spread the good news to the villages. And Christ told them, take nothing with you except for the clothes on your back. Don't take food, don't take provisions, don't take anything with you. I will take care of you. And sure enough, he did that. They came back rejoicing on what the Lord had done. And from every situation, whether it was the storm before when Christ was asleep in the boat, whether it was taking care of the 5,000, time and time again, God proved truth through his son. Every one of us have been through storms in life. As Christians, we're not removed from the storms of life. But we've experienced hardships and tragedies and, and temptations and, and turmoil in our lives. And, and when we go through these situations in our life, may we reflect back to remember that God was still there in the past storms and trials and the valleys that we've experienced. Let us continue to have the faith to be able to, to, to draw upon him. And I think just a few short weeks ago, we talked about uh, on Christmas of, of the joy that Christ brings and the peace and the hope. That joy is still available today. It didn't vanish away when we took down the Christmas decorations in the homes and in the marketplace. The joy of Christ is still here today. It, it may be hard to see in our country right now, but it's still there. Christ lives within us. May we be reminded that we are different today. 
And I think it's all of our focus on where we're focusing, and I'm going to touch base on that briefly here about Peter focusing on, on Christ, but it's all about our focus in life. Let me tell you today, no kings, no kingdoms, no presidents going to fix the problems of life. No Congress, no governor, no law, no Supreme Court, none of that is going to fix our, no stimulus check is going to fix our problems in life. And if that's where we put our hope and our trust in, it's going to fail us, and we're going to be disappointed, and we're going to be outraged, and, and all of our emotions are going to flare, and it's going to get tense. But when we put our trust and our hope and our belief and our faith in Jesus Christ, that belief is eternal. It's not just earthly here on earth. It's that eternal home that we have that, that, that we can draw upon in our life. And we need to stop looking for the problems to be fixed in earthly kingdoms and earthly things around us. I spoke last week on, uh, on our candlelight service that when we looked at, at the groups, there was a, a study or an article I read that depression and anxiety and all of these things are, are high except for when one group, and that's the group of Christians, Statistics are showing right now that, and not saying that, that we're not going through tragedies and storms, we are, but we have a hope today. May we stay encouraged today. May our faith stay strong today. And I know I've heard, and maybe you believe that we're, we're living in the last times. I don't know that. None of us know that. Um, I think we can all agree that we're closer today than the generation before us was. And I think all of us believe and we can see prophecies are coming true. Um, but we all need to be ready as we preach back in the summer that the Lord could come back today or tomorrow. And we need to be ready for that. No matter what, what we're experiencing in life, may we stay focused just as the early church did, as they were ready for the Lord to come back. And in the last days, as we look at that and the things that are going through, there will be heartache. But I pray that it's not too late for our country and our churches that there's still time for revival. There's still time for us to call upon the name of the Lord, to repent of our sins, and to seek the Lord to heal our land. You see, revival's not going to start in the White House or in the, in the Congress somewhere. Revival in our country starts in the church houses. And unless God's people call upon him, and I know, those, I know it has been a struggle just for churches to be able to just meet in the last year let alone to come together and call upon the name of the Lord. But that is what we need to be doing. We need to be calling upon the name of the Lord to lead us, to guide us, to put our hope and trust in him and, and not into the things of this world and allow him to be able to minister to our hearts and to be able to see doors open and folks saved. I thought about these disciples that were there, and, and Peter gets a, a, a lot of, uh, kind of a, a, a bad review because he, he took his eyes off Christ and began to sink. But I began to think that what the disciples were going through, believe it or not, I, I believe that all 12 were ready to get out of that boat. They were ready to get on land. They were ready to get out of that storm. They were ready to get out of the boat. Only Peter had enough faith to get out and walk to Jesus. They were done. They, I, you could just hear them or, or see them crying out for safety and to, to get me to land, get me uh, uh, on sturdy ground. And Peter experienced that. Even though the winds were blowing, he was walking on the water as if he was on sturdy ground. And it wasn't in his power or his might. It was all in his faith, in his focus on Jesus Christ. That speaks to This is why the story was on my mind this week of everything going on. 
Because when, Christ, when Peter took his eyes upon, off of Christ, what happened? He began to sink. He began to go down. And I believe that's a warning to us today. The storms in life are real today. The storms and the distractions are blowing. They are raging. The winds and the rain and the darkness is a reality to us as Christians today. But let us not take our focus off of Christ. Because what happens when we take our focus off of Christ? We can begin to sink. We can begin to be drawn in into the darkness and into the storm. But when our focus is upon Christ, the world may be dark, our country may be dark, uh, uh, the sickness may be strong, but let us stay focused on him whose words can calm the storm. Let's stay focused on him who created life, and we're going to talk about that next week, who created life and created life in his image that we are made in. Let us our focus stay upon him to the one who came to die for our sins. One who came to be amongst us and be with us. That also experienced these storms in our life. When I think about this, of not to take our focus off of them, on Christ. Of all the things that we can go through. All the situations. And, and I know, and, I, and I say, I've said this all, all year. I'm not meaning to undermine the reality of the situations that we experience. Every one of us are experiencing things different. Every one of us may be going through hardships. And I say different, it's not in the way that someone else has an experience. But right now, every one of us individually are going through our own storms. Everyone that's individually may be experiencing different things in our life. And if you're not experiencing a storm, be prepared. I may still be young, but as a Christian in my life, if you're not in the valley, you're on the mountaintop, you're soon be going over that hillside, and before long, something else is going to come your way. Be prepared. And if you thought that 2021 was all going to be roses, I'm not here to discourage you this morning. That is not my focus. But be prepared. 2021 is still going to have its storms, and 2021 is still going to have its heartaches, just like every year before it has. But we have that hope and that encouragement today. It's not found in us or our leaders or anything around us, but it's found in Jesus Christ. Where is our focus today? Our hope is there. Our hope is in the Lord. As they sung today, uh, what a meeting that's going to be in the air. You know, home, heaven seems a little bit more brighter when you're amongst the darkness of the storms of this world. Heaven seems a little bit more brighter to hope for when you experience the tragedies of this world. And heaven is something that we look forward to. <coughs> but as we are here on life, let, uh, let the Lord speak to us and use us to be able to lead others to Christ so they can experience this eternal hope and this eternal heaven as we can have today. Let others be able to experience the, the encouragement that we have as Christians. And, and I'm not saying that Christians don't go through depression or anxiety. I'm not saying that. But as a group, as a wholesome, we have more of a, a positive outlook on life compared to many others in, in life today. Let us be instrumental in spreading that, not in our own power or our own might, but on what the Lord can do. We could all be standing this morning. Leslie and Dan, if you would come back uh, this morning. As we close, I, I don't know what you may be going through today. It's good to be in the house of the Lord and to be able to feel his presence. 
for his spirit to speak to us. As I said, tomorrow is a new week. Technically, today is a new week. But the storm is still raging outside of these walls. The storm is strong. And as we step into that, as we leave today, is my prayer and my hope that we can stay focused on the one, the only one that's able to calm the storms around us. Let us pray this morning. Let's bow our heads to our Heavenly Father. We love you today. Thank you today for speaking to our hearts. Thank you for this story. This was a true story. It wasn't just a, a fable of, uh, of history of something of that nature, but it was a true event that we look, that your disciples experienced, that your son was present for, but that we can see through that to know today that we can find peace in our storms. This morning, Lord, as we read at the ending of our text, it said, when the storm calmed and when Christ got in the boat, it said the disciples worshipped and proclaimed him, your son, God, as the Messiah, as, as your son. Let us today worship and proclaim you as the only one able to calm our storm. We know that, we know that the winds have, have made their marks in our lives. We know the rains have affected us in our lives. May we hold on just long enough until you call us home. We love you today. Speak to hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.